0: Hello everyone, welcome to episode 1 of the Hormones in Harmony podcast. I'm really excited to share this one with you and I've been wanting to do a podcast for many months now and I thought there's no better time to do it than 2019 and I can finally share all of this information with you. This first episode I wanted to give you an introduction into how I got into nutritional therapy, how I healed my own hormone imbalances and digestive issues and how I did this naturally without the use of medications. A lot of you are dealing with health issues yourself and this may be a bit of inspiration for you in the new year and my goal with this podcast is to share a lot of really helpful information and I'm trying to get on a lot of expert guests in the areas of hormones and digestion to provide you with a ton of information so that you can take your health into your own hands. A few of you may already know how I got into nutritional therapy, but I'm going to share this story today. And it starts off at the age of 16 for myself. So, growing up and in childhood, I was really healthy. I didn't have any time off school, I didn't have any recurring illnesses. I'd just get the odd cough or cold or ear infection once in a while but there was nothing really major and I was a pretty healthy child. I think it was triggered maybe with my weight and insecurities to begin with. So in the final years of high school I was turning more to junk foods and fast foods, crisps and takeaways and chocolates. And growing up, I'd always had home-cooked meals and balanced lifestyle. But in the final years of high school, I definitely increased my intake of these not-so-great foods. And it was a family holiday to Florida that I saw a picture of myself in a bikini and didn't really like what I saw and thought I was overweight, even though I wasn't. I wasn't in the best shape, but I definitely was never overweight. So this kind of triggered me to feel insecure and therefore I joined the gym when I left school and really started to overtrain and under-eat. I thought I was healthy at the time because I was doing back-to-back classes, I was doing weight training and then a HIIT class or aerobics and different loads of different classes just back-to-back around five times a week. At the same time I was restricting my diet, I was trying to eat healthy but what I thought was healthy was things like bran flakes and semi-skim milk, 100 calorie packs of biscuits and crisps and chocolates and at my pre-workout meal was a plain chicken salad so that was just chicken breasts, rum lettuce, cucumber because I thought that's what healthy was, low fat, low calorie and just pretty bland, I thought that's how you had to eat when you was being healthy I did start to lose weight And because I'd cut out a lot of the junk foods, I think I did feel better initially. However, a few months down the line, my energy started to plummet. My mum was telling me the whole time that I was losing too much weight, I was doing too much exercise, but I wasn't listening. Eventually, I lost my period for around three or four months. And I didn't go to the doctor initially because I just thought it, it may be just a blip and just something that happens so I left it three to four months but then I definitely thought something must be wrong so I went to my GP and I also had developed a lot of cystic acne on my face and I never had issues with my skin at all until the age of 17, 18 so this was when my skin got really bad I had deep under the skin painful cysts that were really sore to the touch and my hair was falling out rapidly I was dealing with a lot of hair shedding. The plug hole would be full with clumps of hair. I didn't even want to touch or brush my hair because I was so scared of it falling out. And yeah, everything just pretty much changed at that period of time, but I never linked it to my diet or exercise. My GP ran a few blood tests. He sent me to a specialist. Um, He gave me creams for my acne that made things worse. And he arranged an ultrasound for my ovaries to see if I had a condition known as PCOS. And I'd never heard of this before. PCOS is polycystic ovarian syndrome for those who don't know. And when I got home, I was researching PCOS and it didn't really sound like that was something that I was dealing with because I wasn't overweight and I didn't have some of the symptoms that they were describing, but it turns out that when I had the ultrasound a couple of weeks later that I did in fact have the the cystic appearance of my ovaries and therefore my options were either to wait and see what happens or to go on the birth control pill, the oral contraceptive pill and obviously as a 17, 18 year old girl I didn't want to wait it out and see what happens because obviously nothing would have changed, only things would have got worse so I jumped to the pill and I was told that it would regulate my cycles, it would clear my skin and it would stop my hair loss so obviously that was the choice that I went with. And I also went to the hair loss specialist who didn't really do anything, they didn't ask anything about my diet or lifestyle and the cream that I was given for my acne just made my skin terrible and dry and flaky. The first pill that I went on was Dianette and That was chosen because of the benefits for reducing androgens which are male hormones and it was meant to be the most suitable for acne and some of the symptoms that I was dealing with but I had terrible reaction to that one and I only stayed on it for a couple of weeks because I got severely depressed and I didn't want to leave the house and I just felt horrible it felt like I was just in a black hole Um, My hair was shedding a rapid rate again. My skin got worse. The cystic acne was just horrendous. My mum actually forced me to come off that pill and I went back to the doctors and told him what happened and he put me on another pill, Yasmin, which was meant to be a bit more milder and it was a bit more expensive for them so they were a bit reluctant to put me on that initially but that one did actually work to clear all my symptoms and it gave me no problems with weight gain or my hair loss did stop but it never really grew back it was a bit strange because my body hair in general didn't really grow while i was on that pill for two years i think i shaved my legs a handful of times in in those years which was a great thing at the time but looking back i just i just know that it was just a terrible side effect yeah my skin did clear up Uh, It was never perfect, but it was definitely an improvement, so that's why I stuck stuck with that pill for two years that I did, and during this time as well, my parents were paying for me to see other specialists, so I went to see another hair loss specialist to see if they had any answers, because my hair just was so thin and it was just half the volume it used to be, and I always had lovely, thick, glossy hair, and it was just thin and greasy and horrible, so... I went to see another specialist in Leeds, so that's a couple of hours from where I live. It was a bit more helpful because he did a few more lab tests and found that I had quite low ferritin levels, which are my iron stores, so ideally they need to be around 80 for regrowth and to prevent her loss, and mine were in the teens, so I think they were around 18, 19, so that was one of the answers that I thought could be contributing to my problem, and he also did a few tests and went back over my health history and found that it was due to a stress on the body so the stress of taking these hormones and swapping the pills that triggered a stressful event in the body and that's what caused the rapid hair loss to increase. I was getting a few more answers but there was definitely more, a lot more to be uncovered and I started getting more into nutrition at this point so I was reading a lot more health magazines like women's health and online websites. My diet did improve a little bit so I would move from dairy products to soy products and I would eat more vegetables, things like that. I noticed that when I'd have dairy or yoghurt that my skin would break out a bit more. That was the time I was definitely more interested in nutrition but not to the point, nowhere near to the point that I am now and it wasn't true nutrition. So the pill was working for me in some ways, my skin was improving, my hair wasn't falling out as much and I wasn't feeling too bad to be honest for the first year or two. At this point I had applied to work at a summer camp in America and I I actually got in and I worked at age 19 in Pennsylvania for the summer my job there was an aerobics and yoga instructor so I would be exercising for three to four hours a day in intense summer heat so it was like 100 plus fahrenheit there and from the time that I woke up to when I went to bed it was just non-stop activities and exercising and sweating plus the food there was quite bad and it was a lot of junk food pizzas pasta burgers as you can imagine in america i was trying to be healthy i would just not eat hardly anything that was on offer i had a rotation of oatmeal the salad bar eggs and chicken that's pretty much it there was probably one tray of vegetables each evening for 300 plus people And I would literally run there every night to try and get some vegetables and nutrients in me. But I was severely under-eating this whole time because, not intentionally, it was just because there was no food that I wanted to eat and it was all, I knew that it would all make me feel horrible. I was over-exercising once again and under-eating, I wasn't getting any nutrition in. And the final week of the camp, I got really bad food poisoning and had really bad diarrhea. I thought I was gonna poo my pants like several times. Then after the camp I had a two-week holiday in New York and I got food poisoning again. So this was the start of my digestive issues. When I came out of the camp I was introduced to the world of nutrition in America as well so... The whole food stores, the health stores, I would pretty much lived at for the full two weeks because my body was just craving healthy foods and all of the products that they had available there, the protein powders, the salad bars, everything was just amazing. From being deprived for eight weeks prior to that, I was just craving so much goodness and that was a really big factor in my love of nutrition because I I noticed how The foods at the camps would influence the kids' behaviours. When they had a lot of sugar, they would get ADHD symptoms and be really hyper and then crash. So I really started to see the connection between mood, mental health and I noticed how much better I felt when I left the camp and started to eat some vegetables again and some really good protein and healthy fats. So when I got home from camp, I wanted to study and become a nutritional therapist or I didn't really know that this was a career. I wasn't interested in working in hospitals or counting calories or macronutrients. I really wanted to get a holistic perspective on things and really get to the root causes of people's problems and really help my own health at this point because my digestive system was a wreck. I was bloated after every single meal that I ate, no matter what it was, it looked like I was six months pregnant, I had severe cramping and pain, alternating constipation and diarrhoea, I was reacting to loads of foods, I would get hives on my face after eating weird things like coconuts and peppers and healthy vegetables, so I just had no clue what was going on. My skin was also not great again, so even though the pill cleared it up, the the food that I was eating at the camp and the stress that my body was under meant that I had more breakouts again. My my nails were peeling. I had severe leg cramps. I'd had this on and off for about a year, when on the pill. However, when I got back from camp and during my time at camp, I had severe leg cramps every night that would wake me up and they'd leave me in tears. They were that painful. And at the time, I'd, I thought it was just because I was wearing flip-flops or because I maybe needed more salt and maybe an electrolyte balance but looking back I really do think it was a blood clot because of the pill that I was on Yasmin. it's had a lot of lawsuits and links to blood clots and deaths so I'm really thankful that nothing serious happened but I think it was definitely caused by the pill. So I remember when I came back from camp that week I was just scaring the internet for answers for my own health and I wanted to study to become a nutritional therapist so I was looking online for local courses and as I said I didn't want to go down the dietitian route and I came across the College of Naturopathic Medicine, CNM, and my local college was in Manchester around 30 minutes from where I live so I looked into that one and I just fell in love with the curriculum and the Subjects that were covered, and the fact that it was a holistic course and education, meaning that we don't just look at food, they look at herbal medicine and lifestyle, environment, emotions, all of these things. I looked at the open days and there was one the next evening, and I'd already planned to head into Manchester the next day as well, so it was perfect timing, and yeah, I believe it was the universe trying to. me on the right path and everything kind of fell into alignment so I attended the open day, the open evening and yeah just enrolled pretty much straight away and that's when I began my education and training to become a nutritional therapist and that was a three-year process and at the same time as well I started working with a nutritional therapist myself just to kind of coach me and try to get some of my health issues under control and it turns out that the nutritional therapist was the course director at the college that I was about to start attending so that was perfect as well and she was kind of like a mentor to me and helped to uncover a lot of underlying imbalances. Initially I thought it was just food intolerances that were the issue so I went with the idea of ordering a food intolerance test and we did that and it came back with a ton of random foods like bananas and broad beans and shrimp all of these weird things that I was reacting to and she explained that it could be a condition known as intestinal permeability also known as leaky guts. and when this happens you can react to a lot of foods so the test may not be totally accurate and she recommended that I instead do a stool test and a test for SIBO so small intestine bacterial overgrowth Because it was highly likely that because of my food poisoning and being on the pill that my gut was compromised and maybe have some sort of infection in there that was causing all of my symptoms. I did both of the tests and they came back positive with small intestine bacterial overgrowth, yeast overgrowth opportunistic bacteria that are overgrown and also two parasites Entamoeba fragilis and blastocystis hominis and these have got big connections to symptoms of IBS and digestive issues and immune problems so at the time I was really shocked because I didn't know people actually had parasitic infections when they weren't in third world countries I thought that that was just for poor people or unhygienic people but she explained that it's really common and now as a nutritional therapist i see parasitic infections all the time with clients they are treatable sometimes they're a bit more resistant to treatment like mine were but definitely when you address and treat some of these infections a lot of symptoms can resolve so i was happy that i had some answers then i was put on a quite comprehensive protocol to remove the infections with antimicrobial herbs I also chose to go down the the antibiotic the conventional antibiotic route as well so for the one of the parasites and for SIBO I decided to do both natural and conventional it took quite a while to address the infections because they were quite severe so it took many months of these herbs and then probiotics and gut healing to start to see some improvements and during this time as well, my diet had become really restricted from the time that I came back from camp. I felt like I was reacting to all of the foods that I was eating. So my diet became really limited to just like meat. So chicken or venison or lamb, swede, squash and courgettes, I think were my main. I probably had 10 foods that I would just rotate. They were my safe foods. Because of this, I lost a ton of weight, probably. 15 kilograms and taking into account i was already slim because of the overtraining to begin with so that's like 30 pound i dropped and i looked like a skeleton and i was so weak and frail and i was scared to introduce new foods again because of the symptoms that i was having i stayed at home all of the time i didn't go out with friends i lost contact with a lot of friends i cooked every single meal that i ate i become depressed again because because I was socially isolated, but also my brain just wasn't getting the nutrition that it needed and I was chronically inflamed. And all of these things can cause depression and anxiety. I was so weak, I lost a ton of weight. Like I said, my mum had to pretty much care for me all the time. Every evening she would have to help me up the stairs. She'd stand behind me and kind of push me up the stairs so that I could go to bed and I just had zero energy. I was so depleted and exhausted. I remember one point at work we had a blood pressure testing service come round, and my blood pressure was 60 over 40. Ideally it should be around 120 over 90 so my blood pressure was actually classed as shock, it was that low. I did visit the conventional doctors and gastroenterologists during the time as well to see if they could offer me any solutions and support during this time but They were just telling me my blood pressure is low because I'm tall, I'm 5'11 and because I'm an athlete and really strong and fit and that it was normal to be bloated after every meal and I wasn't underweight because my BMI was 18.5 and it needed to be under 18 to be classed as underweight. Yeah, just I was pretty much dismissed from all the doctors that I went to for help they were pretty much telling me it was all in my head so I'm glad I had the support of my nutritional therapist and my family and also resources online, i read a lot of blogs, I've started my own blog and podcasts really helped me as well to stay at home, I just stayed at home and listened to podcasts pretty much all day and YouTube videos were really my saving grace during this time. So two years on the pill, the Yasmin pill, I decided that I now wanted to come off and see how my hormones were functioning naturally. So, on my 21st birthday, I stopped the pill and my period didn't come back. And I was thinking, well, that's strange. It should come back after a couple of months. So, I thought I'd wait and leave it six months and still nothing. I had no signs of any hormone fluctuations. I just felt f- flat the whole month. I just felt the same. I didn't notice any of the symptoms that I used to. F- to feel like ovulation and because my periods were always normal before I went on the pill and started the overtraining so it was definitely strange for me. The fact that I had dropped a ton of weight, the fact that I was seriously nutrient deficient, that my diet was so restricted and the fact that I had a diagnosis of PCOS, its looking back it's pretty understandable why my period didn't come back at the time but I was still frustrated and I still didn't know what was going on. And I was still trying everything to try and get a period back, but I was told that it wouldn't until I heal my gut, restore my deficiencies, clear the gut infections and get my hormones back on track. Three months after stopping the pill, I definitely experienced post birth control syndrome, something that Dr. Jolene Brighton talks a lot about. My acne came back with a vengeance, oily skin, oily hair. My emotions were just a roller coaster I would just cry for no reason at all but I think I knew that it was the right thing to do so I kind of sucked it out I'd already been dealing with a ton of health issues so a bit more oily skin and a bit more acne again I've already dealt with much worse so eventually after many months of gut healing and doing all of those things I just mentioned I finally started to feel a bit better my gut was healing again and I was actually absorbing the healthy organic food that I've been buying for years. And I was gaining weight every single day when I I would step on the scale and my weight would increase. And I think I was severely insulin resistant because I've been on the pill for two years, my PCOS and the restricted diet for so long, it was quite a low carb diet. So I think my body had become insulin resistant. So when I started to eat more, I would gain weight my body would just cling onto it because it feels like it had been starving this resulted in me gaining quite a lot of weight quite a bit more than I was initially so this led to other hormone imbalances like thyroid issues, I knew that my metabolism had just been messed up my thyroid had slowed down and I did need to address the metabolic damage, the insulin resistance and the hormone imbalances and lose some of the weight, the excess weight and this time as well I'd been reading about hypothalamic amenorrhea, so HA, and I thought that that sounded more like what was going on in my history, so the overtraining, the underexercising and the stress that causes your periods to stop, and the protocol for that is to eat a lot of food and stop exercising, so that's what I did. I was kind of confused whether I did have PCOS or HA, but... Looking back, I think I had both of them at the same time. It did help for me to eat a lot of food and restore my nutrients and fuel my thyroid a bit more, but at the same time, it was causing more problems because I was gaining weight too much and it was causing inflammation and other things. So I needed to change the protocol a bit once my cycles did come back after two years. They did restart and have been regular ever since but then I did notice that I needed to lose a bit more weight, but not in the way that I did initially at age 17. So my diet was more of a paleo diet at this point. I was introducing strength training again, taking specific supplements, adding in all of the things I was learning each weekend at college. So after every lecture, I would take some of the recommendations or advice that we learned about and implement that and tried different things tried different supplements did different testing to see what was going on in my body and really experimented with myself to not only learn for my own health but I knew that all of these things that I were learning were going to help future clients and help other people in in the future as well so I definitely believe that there was a silver lining in this whole experience and I'm grateful for everything as hard as it was it definitely taught me a lot about how to take care of my body and I'm glad I got this experience at such a young age so that I can care for my body long into my adult life as well. I graduated from CNM in 2017 and that was after a three-year education and at this point my health was pretty good. I was still dealing with some lingering symptoms though so my skin still wasn't perfect, it wasn't great, I would have breakouts around my cycle, I still had excess belly fat so the rest of my body was losing weight but it would store around my abdomen. I was still reacting to some foods and couldn't quite get to the bottom of things and I was dealing with anxiety as well. I'd never been an anxious person but that definitely intensified when I had the gut issues and the parasites I felt like I was going to have a panic attack several times for no reason at all but even though I cleared the gut infections I still felt ongoing anxiety worse than I knew it should be. This all turned out to be a combination of ongoing food intolerances, specifically histamine intolerance I'm definitely going to cover this on one of the podcast episodes but this has been a big factor in my health and I have a blog post on my website about clearing my cystic acne in less than a week by cutting out some of the histamine rich foods that I was eating when I was trying to be really healthy so all of the tinned fish oily fish Dark chocolate avocados, fermented foods and bone broth, these were all really rich in histamine and were actually causing inflammation, anxiety and cystic acne in myself because of a histamine overload. Plus there was emotional, mental and mindset work that I needed to overcome. And I did this through journaling and going to a therapist to speak about my health experience because I think it really impacted my beliefs and my personality. The fact that I had been socially isolated for many years, especially during this crucial time of early adulthood when you should be going out meeting people and dating and enjoying life. So I think that the mental and emotional side is a big factor and it's usually the last thing that people address but it provides a lot of the improvements in many people's health, myself included. It was until I addressed all of those things, so the histamine, the emotional mindset work, that my symptoms really did improve and I noticed a massive improvement in my health and well-being. So as you can tell, I've been through a lot. I joke that I've probably had every hormone imbalance that you could possibly have, and that's what makes me so passionate about women's health, and hence why I chose to specialise in hormones and digestive issues, PCOS, because they've all been things that I've struggled with. I'm so excited to be sharing this podcast with you, and it's definitely been a goal of mine. I've never had the time and the energy and the confidence, to be honest, to, to really do this and put my work out there, and I know that I share quite a lot on Instagram but I wanted to give you a resource to learn on the go and to chat with you more and teach you more things about all of the, the conditions, about skin health, thyroid, weight management, diet, herbs, all of these things that I want to share with you and If you've got any questions, I'm gonna be doing Q and A's. I'm gonna be inviting expert guests onto the podcast to interview them. If you haven't already, you can head over to my Instagram and Facebook page at Viva Natural Health and let me know what you think of this episode, what you want to see in upcoming episodes. And if you've got any questions that I can cover on a Q and A podcast. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode. I'll be back next week with some more exciting content.